Welcome back to another episode of the Chris Gates Fitness Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. My name is Chris and I am the host of this podcast. Um, Like I said, I'm super excited you're here and I'm excited to dive into the topic of today's episode, which is uh, really diving into sugar and the truth about whether it is or is not unhealthy for you and kind of how you should try and figure out how to balance eating sugar with the rest of your diet. I feel like uh, sugar is made out to be the boogeyman for nutrition in a lot of ways, and there's a lot of truth to what people say about the negative aspects of eating sugar, but there's also a lot of misinformation about it too. So I think this is going to be uh, hopefully really beneficial for us to just break down, okay, what does healthy mean? What does unhealthy mean? What does sugar do in your body? How does your body handle it? And then answer the question of whether sugar is healthy or unhealthy and how you should, uh, I guess, interact with it with your diet moving forward. So excited to dive into this episode. I hope you are too. Uh, Real quick before we dive in. Since you're listening, wherever you are listening, make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast. If you can, leave a five-star review. That would help me out a lot. I would really appreciate it. It's going to help more people find the podcast, uh, which I appreciate. And lastly, I am a coach, so if you're interested in getting some customized coaching uh, to help you specifically chase whatever health fitness, nutrition goals that you have, I would love to do that. So you can check out the link in the show notes to my coaching page if you'd like to learn a little bit more about what online coaching is like. So, okay, let's dive into uh, the topic of the day. Like I said, that is sugar. And I'm going to break down by the end of this episode exactly whether or not sugar is or is not healthy or unhealthy for you. Um, But before we dive into the nuts and bolts of this, I want to talk about uh, what inspired me to do this podcast. And I wrote an article on this as well. Uh, So if you'd like to check that out, you could uh, quite simply Google Chris Gates Fitness Sugar, and this will be the first thing that you find. Um, The answer is kind of twofold here as to why I wanted to write about it and then podcast about it. Uh, The first moment that inspired me occurred when I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts. I listened to a ton of fitness and nutrition, personal development podcasts, but actually I was listening to a college football podcast that inspired me to put a podcast and an article together of my own about sugar. And that sounds weird. So I'm going to explain how this all came together. During the podcast that I was listening to, I heard an advertisement for a healthy, a quote unquote healthy cereal. And so when I heard this ad read starting, I was like, okay, (laughs) okay, let's hear what they have to say. Cause the minute like that word gets dropped, uh, I, I immediately get skeptical. Uh, And the cereal was described in the ad read of this podcast as healthy because it only had one gram of sugar and it was keto friendly and all of these, you know, buzzwords in the fitness industry and and in the nutrition industry, the weight loss industry. So I shook my head because I was just thinking like, yeah, okay, I was skeptical when you called it healthy. And then everything you said about it made me realize like this is some, this is some marketing. (laughs) This is some marketing that's happening. Uh, So then I went to my Twitter account, which if you're not following me at Chris underscore Gates, follow me on Twitter. Uh, I posted a poll. And if you're watching this video of the uh, pod, this podcast episode, I'll, I'll put it up on the screen here. But I just said, hey, I'm curious to get your feedback on this. Do you consider sugar or sugary foods to be unhealthy? 
And the options were yes or no. And 70% of the vote was yes, I consider sugar or sugary foods to be unhealthy. And so it became pretty clear to me that like, okay, this marketing works. And I kind you know, I knew that this marketing works because when you walk through the aisles of the grocery store, you see a million different products that say they're healthy or they say like only one gram of sugar or one gram of net carbs or whatever other bullshit that they can put on their labels to try and get you to eat it. Well, millions of people buy those millions of products and uh, it works. So I know that marketing works um, and it wanted me to put this again, article and podcast together to just do my part in trying to help you be a little bit better of a consumer and also understand how this stuff relates specifically to you because sugar may or may not be unhealthy for you. And we're going to dive into what that's going to mean. So first and foremost, I think it's probably good for us to dive into just, okay, the human body in general um, and how it handles sugar. Like when you eat sugar, what happens? It's important to have a basic understanding of that because your body receives what you eat, everything. It receives what you eat. It processes it. So your body receives sugar and it processes it. And what some of the, there are some health concerns of consistently giving your body sugar and having your body receive it and process it. So let's dive into that. Uh, and we're not going to get too technical with the medical lingo. I mean, honestly, like I'm a, I'm an online fitness coach. I'm not a, uh, I'm not a certified nutritionist. I'm not a, you know, I'm not an expert in how, uh, these foods get put together and, 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 you know, on the molecular level and the cellular level, like how all this stuff operates, but I can give you a basic breakdown of, of how this all works. And, uh, when you eat food that has sugar in it, your body breaks that sugar down and converts it into glucose. And that gets released into your bloodstream and it gets delivered to the tissues throughout your body. And your body uses that for energy. Insulin gets involved in the process. It helps move that glucose from the bloodstream into the cells of your body. So eating sugar uh, causes that, first and foremost. Eating sugar can also cause dopamine to be released in the body. You've probably heard of dopamine before, and dopamine is a chemical that can get released for a variety of different reasons. You know, in this situation, when you eat sugar, typically it gets released and makes you feel pretty good. Um, you're probably also aware of like the sugar high and the crash that comes with eating sugar. So a quick dose of sugar can provide you with some energy, some quick energy, but you know, consuming sugar in excess can tend to maybe make you feel not too good and have a a crash later on in the day. Uh, I feel like everybody's probably experienced that before at some point that, (laughs) that, uh, up and down pretty much describes me in college for four uh, and a half years. Um, so, But these are all normal reactions from your body because your body is designed to do this. Um, with low to moderate sugar consumption, your body can typically carry out these processes without any issues. Like I said, your body's designed to do this. Now, where problems occur is typically when the doses of sugar get extremely high, uh, or you have consistent doses of sugar on a consistent basis that, you know, run for an extended period of time that can lead to when all these bodily processes get kicked into overdrive. And just like anything, the body is like everything else. Like if you do something at the 
if you turn the speakers up to 10 every time you listen to music, eventually those speakers are going to burn out, right? They're, they won't, they'll blow themselves out a whole lot quicker than if you listen to the music on seven. If you, you know, every time the red light at the, at the stoplight, every time it goes from red to green, if you floor it, you're probably going to screw something up in your car a lot quicker than if you just like eased on the gas and then eased on the brakes, right? So your body is no different. It's when you get kicked into overdrive consistently, when you're consistently eating high doses of sugar, problems are probably going to occur. Um, people who consistently consume high amounts of sugar may find themselves experiencing things like excess weight gain, heart disease is linked to high sugar intake, so is diabetes, so is depression, uh, so is organ dysfunction. Um, so there's a lot that can happen when you do that, when you kick yourself into overdrive. So what I want you to take from this before we transition into the next topic, which is going to be like, okay, let's now let's determine healthy because we know a little bit about how our body handles sugar. What I'm hopeful you can understand from this breakdown is that like your body is well equipped to handle sugar. You can eat sugar and your body can process it. Uh, the vast majority of people, there's always outliers, but the vast majority of people are well equipped to handle sugar. Um, and then I also want you to understand though, that like at the same time, you can go too hard. <laughs> you can go too hard or too heavy with sugar and run into some issues. So, okay, let's talk about what does healthy mean? And I'm doing air quotes if you're not watching this episode of the podcast. We can, uh, we often categorize foods as healthy or unhealthy based on like a couple factors. Um, and we could go back to the example I ran through the beginning of the, the episode where we talked about that healthy cereal. Um, it was considered healthy because it only had one gram of sugar per serving. You're going to see this all over the place. I mentioned before net carbs. Like you'll see people call a food healthy because it has one gram of net carbs. And, and we're not even breaking down like what the hell that even means. A lot of foods have one gram of net carbs, but they actually have like a lot of carbs in them. But because there's fiber that they pump into the food, they can say the net grams are lower. Like there's all kinds of weird stuff that... Uh, companies that can do with their food products to market them as healthy. And you'll see it all over the place. It's even trickled into the way we talk about food because we kind of end up regurgitating that packaging, right? Like we, we see the food that says it's healthy and then we eat it and we like it. And then we tell somebody else that, Hey, this is a healthy food because I ate it and it liked it and it said it was healthy. And so like, we just, kind of make these things real and part of our belief systems about food. So a food that is sugar-free or a food that's low in fat, stuff like that, a food that is low carb is often described as a health food or quote unquote healthy. Um, you might also consider that baking something with like a low calorie ingredient or an all natural ingredient makes that food healthy or health healthier than the alternative, right? Um, at the end of the day, though, a food is going to be healthy or unhealthy for you, okay? So back to what I just said, like, uh, okay, I saw something, the label said it was healthy, um, and I ate it, and I liked it, so it's healthy, and you should eat it too. The health, I guess, if you take the word healthy and try and 
paint a broad brush across, you know, tons of people and say like, this food is healthy for everyone. It's kind of impossible to do. There are foods that are healthy or unhealthy for you based on your own relationship with that food. Because if you think about like if any meal that you may have, and really almost any food product that you may have, it's going to have some combination of protein, fats, and carbohydrates. Those are the three ma- macronutrients. Um, all foods have ingredient, ingredients that skew from all natural to heavily processed, and they still have those three macronutrients in them. Um, and they're a combination of, uh, of all these elements that could make a food more or less nutritious for you to eat. And sometimes we can fuse nutritious with healthy because healthy is more of like a label, whereas nutritious is more of a descriptor of that food. So at the end of the day, the foods that are going to be most detrimental to your health are the ones that have, that you have a good or bad relationship with. And they'll also be the ones that, you know, potentially conflict with any health problems that you have, your past health history, your current health status. So there's, there's obviously that aspect to this discussion as well. Um, it's not realistic to think you'll only ever eat healthy foods or unprocessed foods. I'd actually argue that the most healthy thing for you to do is regularly have and, and indulge in some of the foods that you enjoy, even if they're considered unhealthy, because if you love a certain food, or meal, or sweet treat, whatever it is. It's okay to indulge and have that from time to time. I would say if you don't feel like you can do that, you probably have a pretty unhealthy relationship with that food, right? Or you have an unhealthy relationship with your own nutrition. Restriction isn't healthy. Moderation is healthy. Um, So moderation is you can have a piece of cake occasionally, like a birthday party, or you can eat half a pizza every once in a while, or Have some Doritos when you're watching a football game or something like that, and it's not going to ruin the entire outlook of your health. The thing you can't do is eat those foods constantly because, like we talked about at the beginning, doing these things, kicking it into overdrive is going to lead to excess weight gain and a lot of those health complications that we talked about. So if you're consistently eating more candy bars than apples, both of which contain sugar, you got to think about, you know, the the combination of those sugar may be unhealthy for you, but that's only because of the way that you're managing your diet, right? <laughs> like you could get carbohydrates one of two ways and you chose the one that's candy bars. That may not be the best way for you to manage your diet because you're kicking things into overdrive. Um, and that's where it comes back to your relationship with food. If there are certain foods that have caused you problems in the past, the foods that cause you to binge, or you get out of control, or these foods conflict with your current health status in some way, shape, or form, those are foods that would probably be considered unhealthy for you, and you should avoid them. But again, this is you. This is specific to you. Health is person-specific. You should take a hard look at what works and what doesn't work for you, okay? So if a food has sugar in it, but you can have one of it, and that's it, and you don't have to eat it every day, or you don't have to, you know eat 12 candy bars in one sitting because the first taste of candy leads you to binge eat, you know, if that's not you, then sugar probably is okay for you to eat. You don't need to worry about if a food has a little bit of sugar here or there, or if you have a sugary treat now, now and again. Um, so I really think we should categorize food as, uh, whether or not it's nutritious as opposed to being good or bad or being healthy or unhealthy, 
I really think you should instead look at how nutritious individual foods are to determine the health benefits of those foods. So typically, more nutritious foods have fewer ingredients. Um, you know, and at, what are the ingredients in an apple? The ingredients in an apple are an apple. <laughs> what are the ingredients in a chicken breast? The ingredients in the chicken breast is chicken, right? <laughs> but then if you go, and it's kind of like that theory of like, if you shop on the outside of the grocery store as opposed to the inside, the, the, the foods on the outside of the grocery store tend to be one or two ingredient foods, whereas the foods on the inside, like what, how many ingredients go into a stack of Oreos? I have no idea, but it's a whole hell of a lot more than chicken because chicken is chicken. This is the brilliance you get here from my podcast. <laughs> Typically, more nutritious foods have fewer ingredients. They often also provide more vitamins, minerals, and other nutrients that your body can use to build you up, okay? Um, fruits and vegetables are obvious candidates. No, fruit is not bad for you because it contains sugar. Let's get that out of the way. If you missed last week's episode of the podcast, Jordan, Syatt, and I talked about that, so listen to that episode. Fruit is not bad for you because it contains sugar. Um, other ones that are good are you know lean protein sources like chicken, turkey, steak, fish, you can also have whole carbohydrate sources like red, rice, bread, oats. These are all fantastic options to build out the majority of your diet. And if you have the majority of your diet, say if you have 80% of your diet that is comprised of those more highly nutritious food sources, you can probably pretty confidently indulge in some of the other foods you love if they're high in sugar or high in anything else that people consider unhealthy or bad. And it's not going to really make much of a difference. It's not really going to uh, hurt your health uh, or you know ha lead you to have excess weight gain or anything like that. So let's answer the question then. The truth about whether sugar is healthy or, or unhealthy. Is it healthy or unhealthy? The answer is really specific to you, right? Sugar isn't inherently bad or unhealthy. It's perfectly fine to consume sugar in some of the foods you eat. We talked about it before. Your body is designed to process it. So instead of asking whether sugar is healthy for you to eat, I think you should ask yourself these questions. Ask yourself, how do you handle sugar? Do you handle it well? Does sugar make you feel good or does it make you feel crummy? Like I, I personally, I know if I have... A can of pop, or if I have like more than one piece of cake or more than one candy bar or something like that, it makes me feel shitty. It just complete honesty, it makes me feel like crap. Um, sometimes I get headaches, sometimes I just feel lethargic, sometimes I feel bloated. It doesn't make me feel good, so I don't go there, right? I don't put myself in that position. So, this is learning about yourself. Another question when you eat sugar, are you able to eat small servings of it or does it typically lead you down the path of overeating? Because if, sh if you have a sugary treat, I'll, I'll, take, I'll give you another example for me. The other day, I had a chocolate chip cookie. My, my mom makes the best chocolate chip cookies on earth. Sorry to all the other moms out there. You're in second place. When I had that cookie, I had it at lunch for the rest of the day. I felt so unbelievably hungry. And there is this tie-in between like eating hyperpalatable foods, which are those foods that are just so unbelievably tasty, 
that they can trick your brain into thinking you're hungrier than you actually are. I had a, I had one chocolate chip cookie at lunch and the rest of the day I was starving. Even though I continued to eat the high volume, high protein foods that I always eat, I felt like I needed more. So if you can if you eat sugar and it causes you to go down that path of like, I need to keep eating, I'm still so hungry, I need more sugar. If it typically leads you down the path of overeating, then maybe sugar is not as healthy for you as it may be for other people who can just have a little bit of it and be fine. Um, is sugar found in most of the foods that you eat or is your diet comprised of mo- mostly those whole nutritious foods we just talked about? If your diet is full of sugar right now, um, it's probably something to think about to pull back. And if you could take some sugar out and replace it with a chicken breast or some fruits and vegetables, that may be a better balance for you. Um, and then obviously, you know, if you have a health condition that suggests you should limit your sugar intake, then that's what you should do. If you're overweight or if you're obese, would cutting out sugar help you to navigate your way to a better health status? That's a great question to ask yourself. And the answer, if you're overweight or obese, is probably yes. It probably would be good to, at least for a period of time, cut back a little bit if it's part of your diet, if it's a regular part of your day right now. Asking yourself those types of questions are going to allow you to really evaluate your relationship with sugar and determine whether it is healthy or unhealthy for you. And I hope the point of this episode, I hope what you really understand is this is about you. This is not about what a package says. This is not about what your friend says, what your parents say, what who your roommate says, anybody. This is about your relationship with food and your relationship with sugar. That's what it all boils down to. So what is your relationship with sugar? Ask yourself those questions. The answer to those will help you. It really will tell you everything that you need to know. I hope you found this episode helpful. Um, This is a a hot topic. It really is. And uh, so I was excited to be able to put this together. Um, Like I said at the top, if uh, you're new to the show, if you're listening for the first time, or if you haven't already, please make sure you subscribe so that you get every episode the minute that it is released. If you want to learn more about this topic, uh, check out the show notes because I have a link to the article that I wrote on uh, this exact topic. And there's a coaching link in the show notes as well if you're interested in some coaching. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. I will talk to you again next time.